Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody, welcome back to the Sixer Sense podcast. We're kind of having a somewhat emergency podcast because, well, Jonathan, I don't know about you, but I was planning on having a little mini vacation right about now from the podcast. Yeah, we were going to have a week off. And in the time that we recorded, between the time we recorded last and the publishing of our podcast, actually, there was even more news. Yeah, so much so. Let's be clear. This breakup is this breakup between uh, James and the Sixers is probably worse than any that I have personally experienced, and that's saying something. Um, <laughs> but it's it's become even more public, and we're just going to jump into it here, uh, Jonathan. So for those that missed it, uh, James Harden is currently in Japan. And last podcast, we talked about how China. the Sixers decided, Sorry, China. You're right. China, not Japan. And last podcast, we talked about how the Sixers uh, ended trade talks for James Harden and planned to bring him in. Well, James Harden got a hold of that news and uh, was not happy. This is the equivalent of airing dirty laundry on social media because basically more uh, Harden said in front of a group of reporters and fans in China that Daryl Morey is a liar. He said it not once. He said it twice. <laughs> And uh, he said he would never be a part of this organization that Maury's a part of. So, what was your initial reaction? <laughs> um, stunned. I like. I honestly thought it was fake. I got this sent to me at what, like six forty-five Monday morning. And yeah, it was I had early just, in the morning. Yeah, just woken up, and this is like how you want to start your Monday. I like. What got me, like what you said, he repeated it. He straight up said, let me repeat myself. As if people didn't like freak out when he said it the first time, just to make sure that like everyone was clear. He's a liar. Like absolutely crazy. I I couldn't believe it. Like I thought I was watching a sitcom. Like we know the NBA can be like this league, like sometimes feel like reality, like TV, but I've never seen anything. Yeah, the NBA is the best reality TV show. That's a good way to put it. It is, but I have never seen anything like this. I mean, it was crazy. What was your initial reaction? I was just floored. I mean, I don't think we expected James to go this far, but we we know for a fact that James Harden, if he doesn't have leverage, he'll make leverage, and he uh, certainly made leverage here in this situation. Yeah, he did. I I, I mean, I just – I. I don't know how much leverage he gets by just complaining because again, I don't think he has many options, but man, he is, uh, he's trying to like cause a big stir in Philly. Look, I mean, the relationship between Daryl and James is not ever going to be repaired now, or at least not in the immediate future. And on top of that, um, 
I say if it's not impossible, um, it's pretty near impossible to bring James back into training camp now. You cannot bring something like this. And, by the way, you forgot to put this on the agenda, and that's fine because I just remembered it myself. James, there was a report leaked saying that James believes that this is just the beginning of making the Sixers feel uncomfortable. Yeah, Ramona said that yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, Ramona did. So, you know, we can't, this is not the only thing, and I expect there to be more dirty laundry aired. So, and to the point where, you know, sanctions might be coming toward, towards our way. Because, I mean, well, I guess. So, you're saying, you the, think, like, Lucas, you think that Harden would go there, like, to the point of, like, implying tampering and under the table deals. You think he may imply that? I mean, how many professional athletes have we straight up heard call a manager a liar? I don't think anything's off the table for James at this point. I mean, if, yeah, I mean, hopefully it's not something like that. Cause again, that's not what we're saying, but you would hate if the Sixers continue to have more issues with like draft picks or if there was a deal like that, um, where Harden's kind of implying that he was told he'd get paid. I mean, I don't know if that's what the line is, is in reference to. I mean, look, it could, it could be, it could be that it could be the fact that maybe more promise. Maybe James believed that Maury promised that he would trade him, which we've heard Maury say since the initial request that, you know, he'll try, but no promises. So who who knows exactly? But I, if I had to, had an inkling, I would suggest it would probably be the fact that, you know, maybe there was, uh, you know, the impl- implication implying that James would get a big contract this offseason when he signed that lesser deal last year. If I yeah. had to guess. Yeah. And that's what I think what made him snap in this situation. Yeah, well, I was going to say the interesting part about like what makes him snap, I think it is the like the final straw was him saying like the organization saying we're taking him off the trading block. But what boggles me like since this happened, I think I even said it on Sunday's podcast. Like, why say that? Like, what is the purpose of saying we're taking him off the trading block? Just stop seeking offers. It's a it's a leverage deal to make the NBA. I guess it's like you know to make a public declaration of, oh, we're not going to trade him, and then like teams want him. It's a it's a leverage deal that Maury does. We've we've heard it in the past with Ben Simmons, and it kind of worked, kind of. Um, yeah, but like, you know. and especially if Maury, if Harden has stuff on Maury that is going to cause us, I don't know, like just it seems so unnecessary, and also it's August, like. You don't have to do this yet. Like, it's October. And James doesn't have to react like this yet. Like, they could just, again, yeah, it could be a leverage play for other teams. Well, I think just immediately react. I don't know. Well, I think it's fair to say now that James is probably a little bit more toxic than what we first thought. Maybe that, that uh, Brooklyn situation wasn't completely on Kyrie as I thought it was. Maybe James did play yeah. a part in there. And obviously, we know what happened in Houston there after Maury and D'Antoni left. He, uh, look, there's a reason why we haven't signed uh, DeMarcus Cousins yet, like, because him and James don't get along. And, you know, James just made that situation awful and untenable. And I'm surprised they wanted him back before um, before uh, Udoka got there. So that's that's surprising. But 
Yeah, no, look, maybe I think it's clear to say that James is a little bit more toxic now, a little bit more diva-ish, which, I mean, we heard reports in the past about how they would pamper to him in Houston, but I, I guess it just kind of finally caught up, you know. He believes he can still be... Way. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he can be that guy some nights, but he's not that guy every night anymore. He was no, really never, And he was really never that guy in the playoffs, not consistently. And not when you needed him to be. So, you know, I think that I think this really feels like an AI situation to me. Uh, you know, AI at the end of his career yep. was trying to grasp at straws, and you see that he was just, you know, trying to stay relevant. And I mean, I think we're starting to see that with James now. Not to say that James is declining as quickly as AI did, because AI's decline was quick, but. James's inability to accept that he's not the superstar he once was. I mean, look, it took Carmelo like a year and a half before he was able to accept that. Westbrook, who knows what's going on there, but he's okay now. But it took him a while. And, um, you know, it just kind of feels like James is at that point where he still thinks he's a franchise guy, and he's not. He's not even like a top two guy really anymore. Like if he wants, wow. let's just say he gets to go to uh, the Clippers. Is he the second best player on that team? I think we both say the answer is no. Not when that team's healthy. I yeah no. So I think he needs to recognize that you know he's a top three player in a franchise maybe, but maybe you know I think he needs to start you know taking lessons from his former teammate Chris Paul, and but you know going back to the toxicity of this is is that you know. We also have to think, and I know we'll talk. You know, I'll hold off on that until Maury, until we get to Maury. Right, well, there is well, there is some stuff with Maury too that I want to talk about here. We had, yeah, we will get into Maury. So I will say, I don't think. Obviously, we were both shocked by what Harden said, but I don't think the adverse reaction was something that was going to be surprising. I think that obviously it was making him upset. We could expect him to not be happy, but what happened next, I don't think was something that either of us saw happening, but it seems like it's having this rift in the team where Embiid and PJ Tucker yesterday had cryptic social media interactions or engagements that made it seem like they were in support of this on Harden, if it is a Harden versus Maury side. So we'll start with Embiid first. Embiid removed processing, which is like what he's always had in his Twitter bio, and also all Philly affiliations from his socials yesterday morning. Could be an innocuous just removal of things on social media, but I'm going to say it's absolutely not that. So what it's, did you think it, about Embiid? Look, so Joel Embiid is one of the most socially conscious uh, sports players in the whole entire world. For him doing that was clearly a message that he's not happy with this situation. Now, it, uh, we know that he's not like upset with James Harden. Uh, you know, He's cool with James Harden, but I don't think he's happy with the fact that this is getting out in public the fact that this is dragging on. Look, you already had to deal with this once with Ben Simmons. Once is enough. And if I'm Joel, and I don't know if you said this last time, but I'm going to say it if you, in case you didn't. If he asks out, I can't even be mad. I can't. Because right now, somebody put a timeline of like the Sixers screw-ups in the past 10 years, and it's a pretty long list. We start with trading 22-year-old Drew Holiday. Drafting three centers, drafting two guys that didn't play, 
drafting a guy that can't shoot, drafting another guy that can't shoot, trading and then losing Jimmy Butler, trading Ben Simmons, trading for James Harden, all the playoff stuff. Like, I can't blame Joel if he's not happy here. Okay, some around, of him, around him, yes. But, for, like, by him, they have not done him wrong, like, directly. Like, I get oh, what not, you're saying, not, yes. You're not, not directly. No, you're right there. So but, why, like, how can he get, like, how is he starting to have this, like, is it just supporting Harden? Like, do you think this is just no, a play to be no. like, I'm supporting my teammate, no. or you actually think he's upset? I think he's upset because remember what he said earlier this summer. I want to win no matter if it's in yeah. Philly or elsewhere. And if I'm a star player, do I think the Sixers are a true contender in the East based off of what's going on at the current moment? The answer yeah. is no way. Like the only way I can see this being salvageable really is if you can land a guy like maybe Zach Levine and that's if Tyrese Maxey makes a big leap on top of landing Levine, a guy like Levine. And I don't, I don't see that happening. Look, you're going to get pennies on the dollar for jo- for James Harden at this point. He ruined any leverage you had to trade for teams interested in trading for him. Because okay, so he, sorry, go ahead. I I agree, but yeah. all right, I want to ask you this Embiid question that kind of came up on Sports Talk Radio that I was listening to. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It was saying that Embiid is kind of like shied away from criticism. Like he doesn't love being the only person like to be blamed. And maybe obviously he hasn't stepped up in, in key moments. I mean more than Harden, but not always so the fact that like Harden was looking to move on and Bede's kind of seeing this reality where it's like, hey, if Harden leaves, our team's worse, likely worse. Yeah. And then yeah. all the blame is on me. If we don't get out of the conference finals again, it is not me and Harden and Doc. It is just me. So that he's kind of feeling this pressure and that might have caused him to like, do what he did yesterday. I mean, that that's a valid thing and I'm sure there's some truth to it. But like I said, I mean, I think this is more or less the fact of the franchise being kind of toxic here. I mean, look, I think we 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 ignore the fact that we have regular season success. We have had regular season success 
since the end of the rebuild, right? But in terms of dealing with like offseason headlines and dealing with drama and dealing with player drama, we're pretty bad. Like <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't like and I don't want to call out ownership here, but I think I I have to at this point because this is like a culture thing. And it's been going on since the Hinky days. Where we've you know, always had like a, a an off season issue. That makes me okay. Again, this isn't on the agenda, but you're bringing up some good topics that make I'm very interested in your thoughts. So, another thing that I had heard was maybe what is the possibility that Maury gives Harden that like, yeah, nudge, nudge, we'll give you the deal next year. Then it starts coming around, and Josh Harris is starting to buy the Washington football team and looking like he needs to tighten up some money. And he tells Daryl Maury, hey, no go. And then Daryl Maury's caught in the middle. Any chance of that? I mean, that's totally a possibility. And look, we've we've seen Josh Harris's pockets, you know, shut before when he tried to uh, take that money away from the, you know, workers. And then Joel was planning on paying for them. So we've seen that happen with Josh Harris before. And I feel like if that was the case, Maury would have told Harden that. And then I don't think that Harden would have been mad at Maury. That's true. But I. So maybe there's a truth there, but at the same time, I think the more likely option is this, that Maury doesn't value second fiddles as much as he should. And we'll get to that when we talk about Maury. I'm trying to hold off on that, but you yeah, keep on bringing well, up things that bring it, bring me there. Okay, before we hit Maury, one more teammate showing support in the immediate aftermath, like hours after, PJ Tucker posted a photo with Harden on his in, uh, Instagram story, said, I'm not acrobatic. I'm not flipping all my bros. Some lyric clearly in support of Harden. Honestly, that doesn't seem too surprising to me considering Harden yeah. gave back money last year to give PJ Tucker more money so he could come here. But I mean, what are your thoughts now? It's Embiid and PJ, uh, specifically to PJ. What were your thoughts on him showing support? PJ, I'm not surprised. Look, they've been guys since Houston. I'm not surprised. It's I don't think it's not like a bash on ownership or Philadelphia It's just supporting him, which I would have been more okay if I saw that from Joel, then I wouldn't be worried at all. But, um, you know, obviously different players show support different ways. Um, look, I think we all agree that James does not have a problem with his teammates. The issue is with, with the management here, not with teammates. It might not even be with the coaching staff. We don't know. We haven't heard his opinion of the coaching staff. It might just purely be management here. And if that's the case, you know, we could definitely talk about management, which I, I really want to. Can we talk about management yeah, now? Yeah, go for it. We're going to go to Maury. Uh, let's, I'll just kick it off with a question, but you can take it wherever you want. Um, it kind of seems like Harden is implying, like, if Maury left, that he would stay in Philadelphia. Not sure that that's the case, but with all this support coming out, is it possible that this could be the end of Daryl Maury in Philadelphia? Look, I think it's going to take more than just Maury leaving. I think most of that front office would have to probably be cleared out for James to like actually consider that. I think it's more lip service from James at this point. But that being said, you know, I was talking, I was listening to a clip, uh, you know, during my lunch break at work about Mad Dog from Mad Dog and Stephen A. Smith on this, you know, first take, and they were talking about Daryl Maury does not have the cachet that we all give him like he hasn't earned the cachet that he's he has like think about it this guy's never been to an nba finals he's only been to two conference finals and that's it 
Like he's had long. And what is it? I think they said like ten years at as the helm of like the main person and many fifteen years. Fifteen years. Okay. That being said, what 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 cache? What loyalty do we have to Daryl Moore? Don't get me wrong. We loved having his daughter on the podcast. But in terms of like a fan base in the franchise, like what has he done? He's done the exact same thing that Elm Brand did as a GM. He did the exact. He's had the same same level of success that even Brett Brown had as a GM. Even Brian Colangelo. Like there is not a. He is not in terms of getting us past the second round. He hasn't done it. So why should we be super committed? I think he only has like one or two years left on his contract. I think it's a five year deal. If I had to guess. So, could this be the end? It, like, he's done some decent moves. You turn Ben Simmons, who was a disgruntled asset, into another disgruntled asset. Like, what's what's the win here? Like, I, I like Daryl Moore. I, I do. I do. And I think he's a good GM. But is it worth all this headache? Because clearly, since day one, his goal was to get James Harden here. And now that he got James Harden here, he can't keep him here. And, and I want to say this I other thing saying, real quick. And I want to say this other thing real quick. Look at his track record with co-stars. How many co-stars did he cycle through in Houston? We have Dwight Howard. We have Chris Paul. We have Russell Westbrook. John Wall, even to an extent. Like, that's at least four co-stars. And Carmelo Anthony, we can throw him in there, too, because Carmelo still believed he still had something to give. And Daryl Morey just, like, pushed him to the wayside. Like, if he doesn't believe a co-star is good, Daryl Morey doesn't, doesn't waste time trying to make it work. And I think that, you know, I think, if anything, he was giving James a little bit more grace. He just wasn't willing to pay him superstar money. And I can't blame Morey for that. But at the same time, how Morey treats co-stars and how things end there don't usually go well. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, you're not. But okay, I think what needs to be said is, like, he gave Harden everything he wanted. When you just named all those players, those were Harden, like, wanting those players in Houston. He did absolutely everything. Harden loved Daryl Morey. He wanted to come to Philly when he ended up going to Brooklyn, but Toman Pertita wouldn't let it happen. Like, Harden loves Daryl Morey because Daryl Morey appeased him at every step of his career. So when he gets to Philly and he makes this one decision that is – Honestly, like you just said, I support this. Like, this is the right business move. The correct business move is not to give Harden a three- or four-year max contract with the production from last year. That's just a fact. And if he implied that he would last year, okay, well, that was wrong. But at this point in time, Daryl Moore is making the correct decision. But it seems like Harden one time isn't getting his way, and he's just going to completely flip on the organization. And this well, is where I- it got, like, got me confused because – I thought this was like very much Harden versus Maury. And then when Embiid hops in and then PJ Tucker hops in, it starts to feel like it's more than just Maury. And it like, I think what they're, what the players are seeing is like, Oh, we're supporting Harden. We're supporting Harden against, uh, against uh franchise ownership and like, and general manager. Cause we want him to get his money. But what they're not seeing is this feels very much like them versus the Sixers. Like this is not just players being adamant, like, Oh, give him, give a, hundred millionaire, hundreds of more million dollars. It really feels like they're not understanding the impact that this has on the fans. And I feel like this is where players are just 
not in tune with what's going on. It's like, you guys are making hundreds of millions of dollars. This is truly the best business decision. I don't care if you're friends with him or whatever. Harden made the decision to opt in. He did not have to do that. No one forced him to opt into the contract. He did that. We can't find a suitable trade partner. You think we're just going to get rid of you for pennies on the dollar? Like, that's just not how it works. This is the smart decision. And it feels now genuinely like these superstar players are really like going against the fan base. And like, that just feels so wrong. And I just feel like they're not in touch with that. Look, I'm just going to say this and then we wrap up because I know we got to keep this short. And I, I want your opinion. Do you think in the next year or two, possibly even sooner, we see not in terms of name, but in terms of situation, another process or rebuild around Maxi? Because it feels like we're gearing towards that. Honestly, in like you said one or two, I'd say two to three. Like I absolutely do. Like this is this is how it starts. Like this is seriously how the downfall starts. Harden's going to continue to burn bridges if Ramona Shelburne's right, as she said, and then it's going to make Joel sour on the organization, and then it just goes downhill. And again, that's where it is like this affects the fans. But before we do leave, I do have one question for you, like genuinely, because I, okay. I have a strong opinion on this. If yeah. if Maury got fired, if Josh Harris fired Maury today, do you think Harden comes back if he doesn't get that long term contract? Like, do you think he's just using this rift with Maury as a like? as a, a chess piece, and if they were like, hey, we'll give that to you, but we're not going to give you the contract, did he just be okay? No, no, I, I, think, I think it's a ploy. Okay, I think yeah. I said that. I think, look, you can call for somebody's job, but first off, if ownership actually caves just purely based off of what James is asking, that's stupid. But is there a reason to fire Maury? You can make the argument, especially, you know, especially if he doesn't do well this year. I mean, if it seems still stagnant, then yeah. Or gets worse, which is a possibility here. Yeah, I think you can make the argument. But yeah, I I think for now, I, I, I don't think James comes back. I just don't. I think that this is done and over with. If he reports to training camp, he's going to do so and be such a, rock, a bad thing. Like, it's a bad idea. Like, more, you cannot win this game with James Harden because James Harden would rather see his career go up in smoke. I, I honestly yeah. believe that. I do believe that. I think he would he would let his career go up in smoke to make a point to Maury because he's that type of guy. Okay, not to say that he Lucas, doesn't. Have I don't disagree. Aspects. I don't think he doesn't. I think he has positive aspects about him, his personality. But in terms of this, I think he does not mind. Like, could this be the last year that James Harden plays? Maybe, or maybe yeah. last year was less. Who knows? But let's go ahead and wrap this things up. Absolutely. Um, and we appreciate all the listeners. Hope you enjoy this podcast. Obviously, very important Sixers news. And the way news is developing, who knows if by tomorrow there will be even more. But we are off on Sunday. We'll be back next Wednesday. I'm sure there will be updates in this arena and hopefully positive, but we will see. Um, as always, head on over to the Sixers Sense website to read our articles. There are so many articles flying up uh, right now because there's a lot of different angles to look at this Harden situation from. And continue to listen to our podcast. You can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcasts. We appreciate all you guys listening. And until next time, as always, go Sixers.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.